Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Return to You. That is the journey that we are on, returning to ourselves, our authenticity, getting our voice out there in the world in the ways that we want to, being at one with ourselves, experiencing more joy, knowing ourselves on a very soulful level. That's what we are chatting about today. My guest, Shannon Kaiser, is the best-selling author of five books on the psychology of happiness and fulfillment including The Self-Love Experiment, Adventures for Your Soul, and Joy Seeker. As a life coach, international speaker, and retreat leader, she helps people align with their true selves so they can live their highest potential. She's been named among the 100 Women to Watch in Wellness by Mind Body Green and your go-to happiness booster by Health Magazine. You can learn more about her work at playwiththeworld.com. And today we talk all about her new book, Return to You, and really what it means to tap into our soul and start to allow that to lead the way. So with no further ado, please welcome Shannon Kaiser to the show. Perfect. Shannon, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. It's so awesome to be here with you. I've been looking forward to this, this conversation. So thanks for having me. Yeah. When good people come together, good things happen, <laughs> conversations and fun. And that's what we're going to have a lot of. And so I was saying to you before we got recording here that um, when I was reading through your book, Return to You, I was just feeling it. And that's a really big deal because we can read a book from our mental space, right? And we can take in great information, but really like things integrate when we feel it. And so your words and the way you put them together are so beautiful. And I was feeling so much about your journey. And I just want you to take us back to like, what was going on in your world as you were kind of conceptualizing this book and through the process of writing it? Yeah, well, thank you. That that means a lot. I uh, like to put myself into the writing process fully, and I, I don't usually hold back. I just kind of dive in. And I think that's been transformational on my journey and then also in the writing career. So I've been doing this work for almost a decade. Well, actually, uh, 11 years now, so over a decade. And it's been beautiful. I used to be in a totally different career, uh, soul-suffocating career, and kind of had that dark night of the soul moment and transformed my life by following my heart. And I realized all the depression I was having was tied to me not following my purpose or being authentic. So I had been doing this work for about eight or nine years. And then it was interesting because I was on book tour for one of my books. My last book, previous to the book, returned to you, and it's all about joy. And I was traveling the world on tour, talking about joy, yet I was having these waves. It was like tsunamis of anxiety, like just I, I couldn't breathe. I was breaking out into cold sweats. I was having panic attacks, and it was so immense, and I was, you know 
wondering what was happening at the stage in my life. And I knew I needed to surrender into it and go deeper versus resisting or have any type of thought of, oh, I've been doing this work. Why me? What's going on? None of that came in because I realized I was being asked to go deeper. And uh, I had a moment where I recognized that my anxiety was actually here to teach me and free me from any places of my life that we're really kind of inauthentic still. And I think that's what happens in our journey. It's, it's a, we always get these soul lessons and they come to us at different times, you know, based on where we are in our life. So that really became the premise of the book because I realized, oh my gosh, here I am traveling, talking to people, have a career about teaching people about joy and happiness. And I'm having anxiety attacks. What is the opposite of anxiety? It's peace. And I realized right then and there, I am in a master school of learning about inner peace. So I went uh, quite a few months of really diving into this process and it formed the contents, the table of contents for this book. And then it started to form into all the teaching I do now, the courses and the retreats that I'm leading. That is really the spiritual lessons that we are here on earth to learn to help us return to our true self. So beautiful. And it's so interesting. And I love that you share this because I think you know, we're all human. And of course, if you stand up and say, I'm here to help people, right? I'm here to teach people or help people. I feel, I feel like that puts you on a more rapid pace sometimes of these lessons, like coming into your life, right? It's like you hit the like go fast button. And so you're going to start to like move through stuff. And I think that sometimes there is a pull to not share that, right? Like to feel like, well, as a teacher or a mentor, I need to show up like I have it all together or I have completed, right, my journey of growth and expansion when really we're not completing, right? We're continuing to learn lessons and go through them and experience things. And so I think it's really beautiful to share that juxtaposition between here I am talking about joy and I'm experiencing this anxiety because don't you feel like that kind of goes hand in hand sometimes in life, like whatever somebody does, you know, like they might be going to their job and going, oh, I like this, but like, and I show up at my work and I look all put together, but at home, my house has clothes strewn everywhere and my marriage isn't great. And it's like these two worlds of like, yes. what we, you know, what it looks like on the outside and mm-hmm. what we're really experiencing. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think in this space, even, even when I have a lot of clients in my practice too, when they want to start their blogs or write their books and it's, I have to have it figured out before I put it out. And I often invite them and challenge them to maybe say what's going on right now. And every single time, every time someone will put, you know, we're really craving meaning and we're really craving connection and we want to come together. And the way to do that is to be open and vulnerable. So whether it's sharing about how you're falling off your diet or that you're suffering when you thought you made it through, when we open up, even if it's just to a friend or on a blog post, every time when I notice my clients do this, they, it's not about the likes and shares, but they get more likes and shares. They get more people coming to them and say, oh my gosh, that's what I'm feeling. Because what we're here for is connection. And we've been trained to kind of like hide back. I have to have it all figured out, but that's the conditioning of the world. That's just keeping us stuck, uh, and, and, and fear, you know, I really say in the book too, contrast brings clarity. And, and I talk a lot about that. In fact, there's a whole section in the book that is the seasons of your soul. And it's like, what we're going through is actually helping us understand ourselves more. And then the, the whole idea is your inside world is really what needs the most tending to, if you don't go within, you go without, which I think is a Michael Singer, uh, quote, but it's also a chapter in my book. So that's 
really what it's about, right? <laughs> it's beautiful. And share what you, how you frame emotions and, and, and connection, like, cause you know, so often in our culture, we are disconnected from our true emotions and running from them in many different ways. Yeah. So can you go into a little bit about the role of emotions and all of this, you know, transformation and returning to you? I think this is one of my favorite aspects of the process, but also my favorite topic because I see it affects everything we do, everything, uh, our relationships, our, our careers, our connections, and really our connection to our true self. Our emotions are really these gateways, if you will, to our higher self and understanding. I think we're afraid of them because a lot of times we're taught not to feel them. You know, I even share in the book, it's like, don't show, you know, don't cry, be a big girl or suck it up. You know, it doesn't really matter how you grow up. There is some point in our life at some point where we did express ourselves and something happened from the outside world that told us that that's not okay. And so a lot of times we shy away. We cut off ourselves. I call it the split. A lot of people in the spiritual community, it's like you split away from your true self. And then we create this identity, this part of us that is, I'm going to protect myself because I never want to feel that rejection or that disassociation again. So we start acting from these masks and we start showing up in this world as a half version of ourselves. So my goal with this work and everything I do is to return to our true self, which is our authentic self. And truly, I mean, I, I, I'm a living example of this and I'm not like patting my back. It's more or less just saying I continually to show up every day as open as I can be. And in that experience, what we learn is it's not about how the world reflects to us. It's about integrity with yourself. And so, you know, even in, it shows up just recently in a personal relationship, I shared my feelings with someone and it wasn't responded in a way that I thought, I thought they were going to be, yeah, you shared your feelings, but instead they kind of disappeared. <laughs> left. And I was like, okay, well, this is okay. I, you know, we can run through these stories in our mind of, oh, I shouldn't have shared, shut down, hide out. And that's what normally happens. But to be courageous and show up in the world is to really keep saying, I'm going to have my heart open and be in that love space. Because what we really want is to be who we are, which is that love. Yeah. It's interesting. Sometimes like, because I get in this space, cause you learn like, oh, we can be so open and I need to speak my truth and I need to share and you forget where other people are at with that, right? Because part mm. of, you know, speaking your truth is like, you hope that people can receive that, right? That they're mm. in a space of being able to gracefully receive that, even if the news isn't the most popular news for them. Mm. Um, but we have lots of work to do there because, you know, it's one thing to be able to speak our truth, but also can we receive other people's truth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their emotions and the things that they need to share. And it's funny that like, when you were saying that, I was thinking about how, you know, I always say like, when we were a beacon of energy, right, a frequency that we send out, and the stronger that frequency gets, the more you return to you, mm. the more things move in and out of your space. Yes, in accordance to that, right. So like, right. you send out a vibration with that conversation, and that person's like, I'm out. <laughs> That's yeah. not my vibration, right? I'm, I'm good. I'm the hill. <laughs> don't know how to receive love. That's what it is, though. It comes back to that, right? <laughs> yeah, it really does. And I'm glad that you said that because it's like, what is our capacity to receive love? I have cried my face off at times in my life, feeling like there's love around me, like, like in beautiful circles and with people I've known in healing environments, that it's like overwhelming and emotional to accept that in, right? Mm -hmm. Which made me learn that like how, how can disconnected we are from that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, in fact, the one of my favorite chapters in Return to You, we have to address that if we're talking about living an authentic life and, and living in peace, in harmony with self, it's really this idea of what are we resisting? So the lesson or the chapter is, in order to receive, you must release. And so we we are here to receive love. That's the ultimate kind of lesson in school of planet Earth, but truly that comes in different forms. And so we're always looking at these layers. So what do we have? We, we say we want love. Let's take the relationship where you have people come together and they want to manifest love. But then all this stuff comes up where we sometimes triggers habits, things from past that we didn't even know, these are the things we show up for. And that's the releasing. It's what do I need to release that's blocking me from that that I am calling in. And so it would be habits, beliefs, patterns. Maybe it's also releasing people from your life who aren't in alignment. And that's why there's the other chapter that's about understanding that people come and go, like you just said. And I think as we start to live in this path of understanding that this is part of life, we step more fully into the present instead of attaching to a future outcome or hanging on to the past. And that's truly where the most peace can exist. You know, for me, a lot of the anxiety that I was having was like, what if this all goes away? You are living in so much joy on your book tour. This is what you've been working for, a full book tour, traveling the world, doing your mission. Uh, and it was like ego was coming in and saying, what if this all goes away? Funny enough, flash forward to March 2020 at that time, everyone knows what happened, the whole world shut down. And I was actually scheduled to go on a full speaking tour for the like, uh, all around the world, just signed the final contract. And then within 24 to 48 hours, every contract and event person came to me, all of them were dropped, postponed. And at that first moment of, oh my gosh, my ego said, ha, I told you it was all going to go away. And I literally caught it like right away. And I said, no. I've been practicing the principles of peace, and this is just an opportunity to go deeper into self and what is next for me. What is the next phase of life really? What can we open up to? So that's really what letting go to receive is about. Yeah. So beautiful. And, mm -hmm. and you mentioned resistance too. And resistance is, tell us what you say about resistance. So resistance, well, there's quite a bit of resistance that happens for us. I, um, you know, what we resist, obviously we hear it all the time. It always persists, but resistance shows up to really give us an opportunity to look at the areas. Oh, I call it the shadow work, right? In this, in this community, it's the shadows. It's the part of us that need more love. Why are we resisting it? A lot of times we're resisting it because we don't want to look at it because we think going, whether it's, that fear of commitment or that that job that's going to take us across the country where we won't know everyone, anyone when we live there. These fears come up, but fear is just an opportunity. So resistance is a cousin of fear. It's just fear in a little suit, if you will. And uh, <laughs> it's just an opportunity to shine more light on it. So if a fear comes up, you just say, this is coming up because it's obviously important to me. I don't have to run from it and live my life over here in denial and have that mask on. Instead, I can go dive into it. And then what happens? I see what it's trying to show me. And every time, every time you go into it, great things are on the other side. Truly, truly. Yeah, and don't you, learn, you learn so much about yourself too, like diving in. Like we're so used to running from fear, mm -hmm. right? It's like fear comes, oh my gosh, I'm out of here, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, what if you just like go through it? Totally. And you know, it's interesting. It's like a wave, just like emotions. And I talk about this in the book too. Uh, interesting enough, while I was writing the book, I live just outside of Portland, Oregon, and we were having wildfires. 
And it was really catastrophic at the time because we live in a wet climate. We never really had that. I know other countries and places experience this, but the sky was blood orange. We had the worst air quality in the world. I started to panic a little bit and I recognized that I was panicking. And then I realized there are feelings that are trying to come up that I'm suppressing. I need to feel these feelings. And Jess King, a Peloton instructor, she talks about just feel your feelings. Five minutes, emotions will come and go. Longest they last is maybe five minutes. So I sat there and I felt the grief for the people in their homes that they were losing. I felt the, the, the fear of feeling helpless, powerlessness. And as I did let the tears out, I had a moment of clarity and amazing aha, because what's on the other side of feeling the darker feelings where well, we don't wanna feel them. So we operate over here, but what's on the other side is uh, really purpose and clarity. Cause it was like, I got this insight that said, there's more you can do. Okay, you released the fear. And these emotions. And on the other side, I started to get into activation mode and I realized I can do more to help. So I gathered the neighborhood around. We created care kits for people who had lost their homes. We got out of the resistance and started to assist. And that's really what it's about. Turn your resistance into assistance. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that. And so you saw, you talk about peace, right? Like the, the, opposite of the anxiety and what you were experiencing as peace. And I think that a lot of people would say, or it might not even be conscious of, that they don't experience a lot of peace. Mm. We live in a world that, you know, can pull us in lots of different directions and there's constant, you know, distractions and things going on in people's worlds and emotions and all of this stuff. Mm. What is it like to be in peace for you? Mm. <laughs> What a beautiful question. Peace to me is, is being in the moment and allowing things to be what they are as they are with no resistance. So you're really in accordance, you're living in accordance with, and that's why it's spiritual laws that I share in the book. You're living in accordance with understanding that a lot of the situations that we give our attention to are pulling us away from ourselves. And so if you just look out, yeah, you nailed it. We live in such a chaotic world. It's crazy out there. But the world is not happening out there. We often think it is, but our real world is our inner world. And if we start to address the inner world first, what are our thoughts? A lot of times we're having these chaotic thoughts. We don't even, I mean, there was a phase in my life where I couldn't even look in the mirror and say anything nice about myself. And that led to like a whole self-love journey of realizing we have to talk kindly to ourselves. We have to show up for our bodies. And as we start to cultivate an inner world and show up daily for what's happening inside of me, not looking outside for validation, approval, or needing them to feel, uh, fulfill something that's missing. Instead, I'm going to work on myself. And then we start to see the world outside of us reflect in such a peaceful, beautiful way. We no longer are looking and seeing all the drama. Instead, we're creating peace from within. And it's a beautiful process. It is the process for every one of us to really align to really inner peace, but also the authentic part of being here in more joy and yeah. Yeah. And also then you're walking with that piece, right? Have you ever, you know, when you walk up to somebody and you meet somebody, it reminds me of my grandfather, he was such a quiet man and he was just a naturally peaceful person. Like he never raised his voice and he just carried this like energy of peace. And it was so funny because he could even walk in a room like if people were, you know, disagreeing or having, you know, and, and like everyone kind of got quiet, like yeah. when you walk in a room just because of his energy, like yes. he just kind of brought that into the space. And it was my first kind of 
reference point of that, right? Because I have some real emotional family members um, as well who are constantly, you know what I mean? Caught up in like some sort of drama or chaos. And he was just this like, I mean, he was very tall and very slender, like a a peace rod, right? Like it's a ton of his whole physical beingness. And I would be like, oh, that's what it's like, right? A reference point. And when you walk through the world, like he gave me a reference point. Yes. Or that, that I would have never had in my childhood. Mm. And and it it made me realize like, oh yeah, like we can walk through the world, right? And really influence like you're talking about our surroundings and the people in our environment, you know, Mm. by bringing peace. I love that. And I'm picturing your grandpa. That's such a great nod too. You're right. It is about reference points and also we embody it. That's what it is. You become you become an embodiment. And and yes, we're talking about it here on the podcast and I wrote a book, but I, you know, I'm not going around and I don't think it's about going around and like boosting out to other people. This is how you have to live. Cause that's not what it's about at all. It's just about knowing within yourself, like your grandpa, that this feels good. This feels good for me. And we keep aligning and setting our point each day to what feels good. How do I want to feel And I love what you were saying too. It's interesting you bring that up because we were talking about emotions and you're like, you know, there's a very emotional family, uh, but a lot of times emotions tend to be tied to drama, as you said, and this is what we see. It's like this outburst of anger or fear or whatever it may be. And we put these emotions. I want to touch on that because I think what's, what I'm getting at too, and what we share in the book is our emotions are set points for us. But when we react from those emotions, that's often when we're in a a volatile place or acting from fear because the emotions come and go. And so if you're touching in and I'm a Pisces, I know I'm super emotional. So (laughs) it's like when you get to a place where you're like, oh, I'm feeling this and you take it out on someone, that's really an opportunity to say, wait a second, I can look at what this emotion is representing within me. And, you know, you look for embodiment. Oh, grandpa over there is really peaceful. Well, what does he know that I don't know? And you start to like bring in this information and then you start to settle. Your nervous system starts to feel a little safer and you're no longer feeling threatened by the outside world or other people and what they're doing because you're activating this place of knowing your emotions are just guides and compasses to helping you get back to your set point of clarity, right? <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And and it's also like what happens too when we store up emotion for so long from like an energy standpoint and then people explode and it's like the whole kitchen sink comes out you <laughs> yes. know in one and then people after the fact are like what just happened like totally. all that person did was left a dirty spoon in the kitchen and I lost yeah. my mind right and yeah. so it's it's so fascinating right this we're having this emotional experience as human beings here and learning so much from this and I think you know when I saw the title of your book return to you like I said to myself, what happens like in our lives as human beings when we return to ourselves? Like it got me thinking about, okay, for every person on the planet right now that is in the process of returning to themselves, getting to know themselves better, right? Like tuning in, what does that do in our lives, right? Like what happens when we return to ourselves? So maybe even sharing like experiences you've had with clients, you know, and taking them through this process, like what starts to occur for them? Yeah. Well, I think we often will wake up to the things we've been doing haven't no longer feel good. They served us at one time and, and we kind of, it's almost like a spiritual awakening that happens, or we just go through a personal growth period and they happen lots of times at different points of our life, but a return to you, there's never an end point. It's a, it's about constantly learning and going deeper. As long as we're alive, there are always lessons happening. You know, I think that's a famous quote, 
And so what it really comes back down to is return to you what happens. And, and this is one of the reasons I needed to write the book too. And I say in the front, you know, we are entering into a period where collectively there's just a lot of fear on the planet. There's a lot of trauma that's not being addressed. And there's a lot of people putting and pointing fingers outside of themselves. But, you know, we hear it all the time when you're pointing out, there's three fingers pointing back to you. And so really it's really returned to is about looking at yourself and how you can participate more fully in your life. And that's what all of what I do comes back down to, because I know that when I was diagnosed with clinical depression, when I was suffering through my drug addictions, my eating disorders, when I was in toxic relationships, all of that was because I was afraid to really look at myself or show up and ask the questions of who am I really? Once we start to say, who am I really? Instead of trying to live for the world, put on masks and be what other people want and listen to everyone else's opinion of what they think, whether it's family, whether it's teachers, whether it's your own best friend or spouse, it all comes back down to our soul alignment. We're here for a reason. Once you start activating your truest self, there will people be people who fall away. And these people are often because you're starting to be more authentic and they don't know how to react to that energy. Some will come back, but the goal here is to show up so fully for yourself because it does take courage. But when you're living from this place, you ask what happens when we return to you, we start to activate more joy, more love, more presence, more peace, more forgiveness, and more understanding, and more self-love. And when you're living in that place, you no longer take things personally from others. Sometimes you do, but you know, it's a process. And then you start to realize that you can embody this. And as you do this, people do want to be around that. They might not understand it, but they're like, how, how is that happening? And then we start to activate and all of us rise as humanity. So all that fear and that blame, you can no longer be in that space. So really what the work is, it's about uplifting humanity into a place of more love, less disease, more compassion. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. I always say, I don't know about you, but for me, I entered my spiritual awakening all for my own needs and wants, right? Like I want my life to be better and I want to feel this and I want to do this and whatever. Um, but as I've gone down my journey, it, it has expanded to what happens when we all right feel mm -hmm. this way or what would be possible on the planet yes. we're all connected to the love that we are when we you know what I mean when we are no longer connected to being in fear and triggered by everything but able to be curious and just go oh that's interesting that's happening like hmm, let me what am I supposed to learn from this what do I you know I mean you think about like all the things we hear about on the news if I don't watch the news, but, but those stories and like the way people get triggered into behaviors, right. You mentioned like addictions or, um, or, you know, altercations with people, right. And all this kind of stuff that happens here on planet earth. And it's like, would that happen, right? If we return to to ourselves, ultimately, right? I mean, we are. I call it. Uh, we're here in a school called Planet Earth. My uh, mentors, Summer Bacon and Doctor Peebles, have a whole book on on that topic. But it really comes back down to we are here to learn lessons of love. I truly feel it's it's all this kind of, and that's you know, this return to you is returning to the realization that we are actually come from love. We are sourced from love, and so. Interesting enough, it's not about looking at the darkness as bad. It's just saying, oh, I can choose to play over there or I can choose to play here. And, and I had this clarity recently. I went to, um, I saw that you had uh, on your website too, you were, your last podcast was with, um, you know, you're talking about medicine of the earth and plant medicine, but I did a plant medicine recently. And it was so interesting because the clarity was 
everyone is participating and I have in my book too, everyone is on their own journey. If you think of it, we're all like ants, right? And we're collectively being part of where we wanna be in the world. Whether I wanna live in fear, frustration, sadness, we may not consciously know we are, but we can play in the sandbox together, but how do we wanna protect like the castle that we're building, right? And so it's kind of this place of, and where the medicine of the earth comes in, whether you're grounding, you know, um, or eating more plant-based foods or whatever it is, earth has a powerful, it's like our tool to help us feel more peaceful, feel more common, and it's very loving and it has positive energy. So we can connect all of that and it's really awesome because you start to see that it feels better. Like, okay, so they're over there playing in their fear. We can send love. We can be friends with them and tell them, hey, I'm here if you need. But ultimately, people are going to choose the path that they want. And it's about loving respect. We can't change anyone. You know, even in the work that we do, we're not trying to save anyone. At least, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, I'm going to help everyone. Right. It's not about that at all. It's like, you guys do you. I'm just going to share what I know to be true for me. I love that play. They're over there in the fear pool. They're just playing in the pool, diving yeah. in and out. Right? You guys have fun. I'm over here in the peace pool. I'm like in the Temperature's <laughs> nice. Just kicking back. So good. Like, I'm looking a little like, tired over there. Hey, but guess what? Like just two days ago, you know, we had a full moon over here and I was like falling into fear. I was having a cry fest. So it's not like I'm living in this joy, peace Buddha. That's what is the misconception. Return to you and all this inner peace work is not about being Zen on the Buddha up on the mountain above everyone else. It is not like that at all. It's about being so aware of what's happening within you at every moment that you have a set point to connect with, to know that this is happening for a reason and not resisting. You know, I have a friend who called and she's like, oh, I'm so upset. And I'm like, just dive into it, dive into it. And, and as she did the next day, she's like, I feel great because she had allowed herself to feel the grief. So same with me the other day, I felt that immense kind of sadness that washed over me the next day. I was able to return to me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it those, these moons, I tell you, they just bring the little, the, the little pockets that you don't know are still there to they the do. surface. I feel them intensely too. Yes. And when you know that, like when we understand, and this is part of not just individualizing like everything, like, wow, I'm just, it's like, oh, the moon, right. Is giving us this opportunity to bring stuff to the surface. And we just need to let that flow. And then we come out the other side and then we become really good, like divers, right. Going under the waves and coming out the other side rather than acting like, oh my gosh, I've hit a wall. It's all over forever. And I'm never going to feel good again. Yes, you're right. And I think it's about that is exactly it. The, the understanding, almost the bandwidth of life so often we think if we're feeling this sadness or this dark depression or whatever we're feeling, we feel the suffering and we tie to that. And we're like, I just want to be better. I just don't want to feel this way. And that's understandable. It doesn't feel great to feel sad, frustrated, angry. However, I have found when we do go into those emotions or let the moon bring out all the things we thought we worked <laughs> through uh, or, you know, it's really important to go into it because there's awareness, there's little nuggets of information that are wanting to come through. And then we always, so really, if you think about it, where you were a year ago or a month ago, or even five years ago is not the same place because we're constantly showing up and doing the work. So the triggers might be different or they're showing up in a new way because we've arrived to a new place. Yeah, it's so true. So what is the spiritual lesson in the book that feels either most like powerful to you or or where, you know, you might be moving through this lesson in another iteration, or that feels the most interesting to talk about? Well, I will say that there's 11 lessons in the in the book that I talk about. And I think the one that is really interesting, we've talked about a few, but the one that 
really is my favorite. It, you know, it's interesting when people ask what your favorite lesson is of the book. Obviously, it's each one's very different, but the one that really, really comes up and that I like to share is uh, nothing real can be threatened. And I share this because it's from A Course in Miracles. And this was the hardest chapter for me to write because it's the one where we are recognizing that, you know, nothing real can be threatened in the whole passage of A Course in Miracles. Herein lies the peace of God. What we recognize is that if we're feeling threatened, we're in fear. And a lot of the times our inner world is in fear because we're resisting a piece of ourselves. So this chapter was the most rewarding for me to write because it challenged me the most. And it also activated me into a new level because I talk about for many years, I've been very independent. I got this, don't worry, you know, raising, writing my books, traveling the world, um, kind of pushing romantic love away because I'm like, I'm good, right? This is a trauma response. And I started to recognize that we hide behind these, these masks. And that was actually, whether you're in a relationship and you, you're always in a relationship and you don't know how to be single or you're so single that you don't get into relationship. And it's not just about relationships, but this was the example. It's this idea that we're actually at war with ourselves. And the biggest battle we all have to face is not the war out there, not the, the problems that we look out outside of us. It's the parts of us that we haven't accepted within whatever it may be, whether it's something of how we've done something in the past, how we're living our life, or even a physical thing we can't accept. So this passage and this process really became a, a path of awakening for me in a deeper, deeper aspect. And it led to a whole new layer of, of my business. I'm now training to be a certified health coach. I'm um, implementing new health things into my practice. So I think what it really comes back down to is if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, Maybe you're fighting with a loved one, or maybe you don't know how to get out of a situation and it feels overwhelming. What you can recognize is and actually repeat, nothing real can be threatened. Meaning if this is supposed to last, it's going to, because it's built on love. And so this means your business, this means a relationship, that means anything that is, and so nothing real can be threatened means everything is love. So if anything is acting out of love, it will maybe crumble until it builds itself up in love. So that's a very deep one. It's definitely the deepest chapter, but I threw it out there for you and your listeners. <laughs> I love it. We like to go deep around here. So that's yeah. perfect. No, I love it. And, and that's really a mantra. I feel like people could say to themselves, right? Mm -hmm. In those moments where you feel like, oh, is my mate he hasn't called me back. Like what's going on? Or, you know, I mean, yes. these things that people have, like everybody's experienced these things in life. And it's just like, oh no, like I trust the love, That's right. It. That is yes. truth. And, and everything that is meant for me in that love, right. That will, will stay in my vibration. And if it's mm -hmm. not, it won't. And, and the important part is there's nothing you can do about that. That's right? it. That is there's it. nothing mm -hmm. you're going to do about that. Right. Like yeah. the, you can't yeah. hold on tight enough. You can't resist, yeah. <laughs> you know, enough. And yeah, you got gonna, it. if it's meant to go, it's going to go. Right. And so it's like, Ooh, you can breathe into that. Yeah. And you surrender into it and you nailed it because it's also a lot of us are at war with our bodies or at war. It's the war that we're fighting. We think the wars are happening outside of ourselves, but it's at war within ourselves. And really you got to the point. It's about control. What are we trying to control? And the things we're trying to control are often from a place of fear. I need protection. I'm going to control how this person perceives me. I'm going to control how I show up in this project at work, whatever it is. That control, when we look at the way it's trying to protect us, instead, fear can never protect us. It thinks it can, but really fear is, is an illusion that wants more. You just stay in this kind of shallow state. 
because once you step into this place of peace and knowing that you're love, you won't need the fear. So the ego fear, it acts up. So this place of, I need to control my life or I need to, it's a surrender into the light instead of letting the control rule you, right? So I guess I like to do mantras and journal questions. So if anyone's vibing with this topic, you can always ask yourself, you know, what, what is, what am I trying to control right now? And you just let your stream of consciousness journal on that. And, and what's no longer serving me? Where can I let go? I like to say, let go and letting go becomes a process. You know, one other chapter that's really important for me, I want to mention too, because it's on this topic is, and it's a lesson, spiritual lesson. So I was toying between the two. So I'm going to share both. Yes. So there's nothing real can be threatened. I was like, yeah, I was like, I can't not talk about this one. So that, you know, nothing real can be threatened is your mantra. But another one is our beliefs create our reality. They do. I learned this the hard way. I share a story. Um, You know, there's a big kind of misunderstanding uh, where I was being attacked on social media. Someone made some false claim about me. And it was very crazy because it was just like, I don't understand. They um, are spreading these false rumors. They, I've never even met this person. This is crazy. And interesting enough, that's when I started to realize, wow, they have a belief so firmly that anybody who's in personal development or anyone who writes books or who is in the public eye is basically witchy or um, snake oil or whatever they were saying. It was like they didn't believe in self-help. So they were like attacking that whole thing. And I had their followers reaching out to me, like saying really mean things. It was the weirdest thing. So I kept saying like, wait a second, they have a belief that anybody who's in the public eye is basically manipulating the masses. So that's their belief. I I can't control that. And for a while I was trying to say, what are you doing? Like you don't even know me. And it became even bigger of a situation. And then I remembered again, a course in miracles, the course in miracles mantra or uh, lesson, if you will, is in my defenses, defenselessness, my safety lies. And I was trying to defend myself out to the world, but I realized I don't need to prove myself to anyone because I know who I am. People who understand and, and honor me and my vibration, they're going to be attracted to that. But other, but again, it goes back to the sandbox. Where are you playing? What beliefs are you so tied up to? And so this chapter is my favorite in the sense of we often have beliefs that are hurting us and keeping us from others. And, and we have to look at our beliefs. We have some beliefs that work for us. But if your beliefs are making you pull against others, judge others, or look at another group as less than, then these are beliefs that are wrapped in fear. And the goal is to look at ourselves. I truly believe we're here to unite, to come together, to understand each other, to live in compassion, to forgive. We want to look at how our beliefs are hurting us and harming us and others, and then what we can do to recalibrate and restore our faith in ourselves and humanity. So that's probably a really important, especially with where we're living in this time and age, right? Really important. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for giving us the number two, the yes. number one as well. Yes. <laughs> and I will for say, the end of that story is uh, as soon as I repeated that mantra within like 24 hours, uh, it, they totally disappeared. The whole situation, I thought about getting lawyers involved and it was defamation. And then as soon as I surrendered into this is about them and their beliefs, there's this isn't about me. And I was like, I have a reputation that that was all ego too. And let it go within 24 hours, the whole thing just totally disappeared. And I was like, okay, thank you, spirit, you know, universe, let's move on with our life. Because <laughs> you let go of that energy rope. That's it. That's right? it. It's Cut. like in the tug of war. No one can play tug of war with you if yes, you don't hold on to the other side of the rope. I'm like, you're good. I'm not playing in your sandbox. <laughs>
in your part. I'm over here. (laughs) As much as we become adults on this spiritual journey, we're still in the little pool or in the little sandbox. Yeah, we're all doing the best we can. I'm not playing over there anymore. Like, thank you so much. No, we do. We hold on to things energetically, right? And then we're like, it's like we're holding onto the other end of the rope. Why won't this go away? Why won't this go away? Like, yeah. pulling on it, right? <laughs> like, cut that cord, right? I often do that too. And I have noticed often, time and time again, and in my, in my coaching practice, we talk about this too. As soon as you let go energetically, it allows the, the, people can feel too that energy, whether you're starting to grow your business and I'm like, I need more clients or I need whatever. There's the neediness and that's all energetic. Everything's energy. When you recognize that you don't need anything outside of yourself, it's almost a magnet. People start coming easier, more, it's, it's, it's a beautiful flow. And you've seen that in your own process too, and in, in your business, I, I know. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're just standing in the middle of your own unit and things are just like magnetizing to you or something or coming yes. in without doing much, right? It's not like an act of doing this, like it's an act of beingness or something. It's it. It's the embodiment of understanding. Yeah. It takes a, it, it does take, I know, I feel like we're talking on this word, like, oh, Zen, you know, angel wings, like, here's how you do it. But we have been through the parts and the darkness. And I feel like you understand and then you bring yourself up. So it's not like anybody ever lives in all states. And I think in this space, you do, you vibrate, you know, Abraham and Esther Hicks talk about like the law of attraction and being in the vortex. It is about being in alignment with yourself because when you're in this space, you do feel better. And that's really what it's about is about connecting. Cause when you feel better, you can help more. You can show up more for those around you um, versus trying to do all that at the sacrifice of self. Yeah. And just, I love the clarity on that too, because I think sometimes like um, sometimes people will say things, I'm sure you have this too, where, where you see that they are relating to you as if you don't go through life, right. Or, mm-hmm. or struggles or things like, or that you have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting when you were sharing about like, you know, whether it's struggling with your weight, like, yep. Been through that in my life drugs. Yep. Been through that phase in my life. Like I, there's so many phases that I've moved through, you know what I mean? And struggled through at times and suffered through. And, you know, I think about when you were sharing about your history and life story, I was thinking like, I realized, and it took me a while to realize that a lot of those things that I was doing were because I, like my environment or the people I was around or the situations I was in or the way I was living my life was like nails on a chalkboard. Mm. And it was my way of surviving that, that energy that I didn't like, but because I was an energy, I didn't like so much of my life that I didn't even know what energy I was going to like felt like I hadn't been, you know what I mean? Or connected for much of my early life with people that felt like, this is wonderful to be around this. Right. And when I did, like when I met my husband and later in life, when I have met people like that, I'm like, I don't, I don't need any of that. But like, I didn't even have the awareness at the time that I was soothing myself, right? From things that just felt awful, right? Yeah. And and only in hindsight did I realize because I didn't have the perspective how awful they felt, right? Like sometimes we don't have something to compare it to. And yeah. so we don't know, right? Exactly. All of the behaviors that we are doing so mm-hmm. that we can feel in a different place. And I look back at that time in my life and I am like, wow, I really wanted to feel better inside. Yes. And I really felt like the key to that was, was like 
hiding, right? Or, or doing things to try to augment instead of like having the tools that you have gifted all of us with in return to you, which is I don't have to hide out and kind of brace myself or, you know what I mean? Put a shield up or all of these things. I need to know me Yes. And from knowing me, yes. right? What is a match for that will come into my life eventually. And then, and then we don't need the armor. Oh, that's it. Wow. And I, I relate to your story and I know that so many of us do because that's it. So many of us are living from this place of not knowing what better is. So, you know, in my book, Adventures for Your Soul, I talk about we settle because we think it's the best we can get. And it's this idea, we don't even know what, so many people in my client practice, they first come and I'm like, okay, so what do you want? And they don't even know. And we never ask ourselves. And that was in part what caused my clinical depression back when I was in that place before I started doing this career. It wasn't until I really asked myself, who am I not who the world says I should be or who my parents or society or my culture, who am I? The world is trying so hard to tell us who we are, the marketing, your family. And like you said, so it really does, you nailed it. It comes back to knowing who you are, but then also recognizing that we are being guided always, always, always. We get signs from the universe. We get divine kind of little insights. And I truly feel whether you're full-blown spiritual or not even into spirituality at all, the universe is energy and the energy is here in a benevolent energy to support us. And that love is bigger than any fear-based kind of protocol here on earth that's trying to keep us small or any fear that's been passed down from your parents or self-limiting belief that we carry. Love is bigger and bolder and your higher self is always guiding you. So when we understand that, we realize, wow, we're never really alone and we can tap into that and look for clues. Like you said, well, I didn't really know. And then all of a sudden I meet my husband who's showing me love or we don't know until we know. And then when we know, it's like Maya Angelou's quote, you don't, you know, do what you can until you do better. When you know better, do better. It's that approach. So just, we forgive ourselves, we move on, but we really recognize that we can have more. We deserve to be treated better than we have allowed or lived in in the past. And there's great love available for us. Starts first within us, but it's coming, it's here. Oh, so beautiful. So tell everybody if they haven't connected with you yet online, where can they find your home on the internet and all the socials and get their Yeah, books? so it's been great to be here with you. My website is playwiththeworld.com. There's a lot of free resources, including a understand your intuition style quiz. So you can get in touch with yourself, know yourself more through that. So playwiththeworld.com. And I'm on social media, Instagram and Facebook, Twitter. It's at Shannon Kaiser rights. So that's like my author pages and my book return to you is out in the world and it's all about inner peace. So yeah. So beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. This is an amazing, I enjoyed having this conversation. I love chatting with so you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's so been great to be here with you. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the soul frequency show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings. Mm-hmm.